What's up, everybody? We're here for Why We Root. I'm Ned Dougherty. There's my co-host and better half, Eric Mack. What's Where? up, Eric? Where? Oh, hi. In the microphone. There you are. Um, so uh, you have been wanting to talk about one of the greatest cities on the planet for a long time now, that I think. I've never been to. Yeah. Uh, Rio de Janeiro. Um, Not bad. Is set to... Maybe we think still host at this point host the Summer Olympics, uh, but there's a few health concerns uh, going on with the Summer Olympiad this year, uh, namely that uh, apparently the water in which people will be sailing and possibly swimming in while they're competing is um, filthy, and it is practically human excrement. It's literally full of shit. Yeah. Um, so. The uh, so there's that. What else do we got? Just to preview it, right? So there's that, and then uh, also Zika virus is uh, uh. is coming on strong. Uh, there's been almost a hundred thousand cases of Zika virus in Brazil, um, and most people, most adults that get it, um, like it tends to be you tend to be okay. The problem is uh, if you get it and you're pregnant, uh, mm. it it's really leads to. Um, Stunts brain development. Yes, in, in could the be serious so, complications. So that, but that's it though. Just you know, water, <laughs> excrement, excrement, water, and deb- debilitating, pandemic. yeah, uh, yeah. mosquito borne diseases. Well, that's it, right? That's all that Rio's dealing with. I, th- I think that's it. I don't know how how the construction of um, all the facilities is coming along, but the main the main issues I've heard about are, have been all the health concerns. And, and their government is fine. The Brazilian government is flourishing. They're okay. They're taking care of business, right? Uh, you know, so I mean, when it, when when Rio was awarded the Olympics in two thousand nine, uh, you know, part of the deal was that the government would, as it always is, dump tons of money into their infrastructure, uh, and that included uh, cleaning up the sewage problem. Um, and so, what from what I've read, you know, back then when they were awarded it, they were actually only uh, processing and, and treating about eleven percent of the sewage for the city. And it was really just the sewage was just going. Most into of it's the just bay. going into the bay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's where it ends up. Copacabana, baby. <laughs> and so, you know, the deal was that they were supposed to up that to about eighty uh, percent, be able to treat eighty percent of their own sewage. And I think they're at like fifty, right? And or they're at about like fifty. So they're not going to meet the goal, but they also haven't done nothing. Um, but double bo- negative, I like it. But bo- <laughs> but bottom line, um, when the water was tested, where the the sailing race in particular is going to be in the bay, uh, when it was tested, the level of uh, viruses in the water is about a million times what we would consider acceptable in the U.S. So. Man. If we consider one virus in the water acceptable, there were a million viruses. Well, are they the greatest athletes in the world or not? Can they so, can they handle that? So the, interestingly, the the sailing team they did uh, sailing teams they were going to be competing. They did a test race last year in that water, um, and about seven percent of the competitors were sick after that test race. <laughs> which it's crazy. So I mean, and so the argument is that's not horrible. Um, when you consider that tourists go there every year, they get diarrhea and they, you know, you, you deal with it. And life moves on. You know, um, it's the price you pay for being in paradise. Right. One out of one out of 12 is not, you know, an absolute disaster. At least that's the, the argument they're making. Um, but the idea is that this is the Olympics. Right. And 
the International Olympic Committee should choose places that have the capacity to host, you know, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people from all over the world and the eyes of the planet are on that city. Right. So, I mean, yeah, the problem is that we have this organization that basically runs the Olympic Games, the um, International Olympic Committee, uh, the organizing committee that um, this is a nonprofit that's based in Switzerland, not super transparent, not necessarily really accountable to anybody um, and doesn't exactly have the best history. I mean, they were literally caught accepting bribes from the Salt Lake Organizing Committee back uh, Mitt Romney, in the baby. 90s. <laughs> uh, he, he, was the one, he was the one who was brought in to clean it up, to be fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mitt Romney, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they still were awarded those Olympics. Right. I mean, so like, I believe it, it came out at, it was, uh, it was a thing where it was, it was almost too late. Yeah. And so Mitt was, was brought in to run it clean. Okay. But I mean, it just goes to show between that and another recent one was, uh, the Sochi winter Olympics yeah. uh, in Russia. I think that was 2014. The idea that like you're choosing a place that you need to create winter out of thin air, like winter, right. winter, doesn't really hit Sochi anymore. Summer. Nice summer resort though. Yeah. So it's just like, <laughs> why would the international Olympic committee choose that? I am fully aware that, um, the amount of places that can host the winter Olympics because of their existing infrastructure and the equitability maybe of sharing the continents and the countries that get to host. Right. You can't just always have it in Europe or you can't just always have it in Japan. Um, but yeah, where these, international events are held are sometimes shady or sometimes just not the right place to host them. And those Sochi Olympics cost, I mean, the cost was like almost $50 billion to build. And you have, you know, an autocratic leader who uh, was willing to find the funds for that in Russia. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, most of the reports you see think that as much as half of that could have just gone to, you know, corrupt construction practices wow. in Russia. And, so, and I'm sure in Rio, it's the same way, right? I mean, Rio is, there's a, from my very limited understanding of that city, there's enormous wealth and there's a great veneer of what Rio is for tourists. And, um, and then there's also like crazy poverty um yeah it's a it's a developing economy that uh you know does not have this the same kind of and, and even in the, even in the u.s in developed countries you have problems with with corruption and money not going where they're supposed to but in like these developing countries like russia and brazil the problem is even worse it's it's far more endemic but so it's like an interesting it's an interesting question in that you know the olympics over the past couple of decades have made a real concerted effort since this is an supposed to be a, a an international celebration you know uh where all the countries come together to com to compete despite their differences over the last couple of decades they've really been trying to bring some of these countries into the fold that are either developing or maybe politically are not necessarily uh, copacetic with the entire rest of the world. That's why we've had the Olympics in Beijing. Mm -hmm. We've had the Olympics in Russia yeah. and now in Brazil, which is an emerging country. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems like an important thing to do, but, you know, to, to branch out beyond just Europe, Korea, Japan, and North America, yep. uh, which is where it's kind of traditionally been. But, um, you know, 
these countries can't necessarily handle it. And now on top of the sewage problem, there's the unforeseen issue of the Zika virus. Right. Uh, a letter was issued by 150 different science and health experts around the world who said letting the games go ahead uh, with the threat of Zika virus is unethical. Yeah, and is that, is that because so many people are coming from across the world that they will then just bring Zika yes. to the rest of the world? Yes. It is a little irresponsible. Uh, yeah, and particularly they're, they're thinking um, people who are going to be coming from places where malaria is already a problem. Oh, man. So yeah. then you go and you bring it, you bring into that area just a whole other uh, disease to worry about. But it's sports, Eric. <laughs> and who cares about sewage? Who cares about mosquitoes and, and whether uh, there was a, a recent coup in <laughs> in Brazil? Um, we need to... Yeah, right. We need to put some medals around some people's necks, man. Well, the World Health Organization says that they, they feel it's okay. Oh, okay. So good. they actually disagreed with um, this open letter that was signed by 150 um, health experts. Interesting. So, yeah, it is interesting. And at this point, I don't – I mean, it's it's going to happen. I yeah. Mean, it doesn't seem likely to, to – to can- the Olympics have only really been canceled because of world wars. Yeah, other than that, they're – They've been um, protested mildly or um, threats of protests, um, but it's never fully just not gone on. Yeah. And so this, you know, um, comes down again to, uh, you know, if we have problems with the way the International Olympic Organizing Committee runs things, this is this is an organization, uh, a nonprofit that uh, brings in uh, something in the billions of dollars. Uh, revenue from the games uh, the, with about 75% of that coming from TV contracts, broadcasting right. contracts. Um, now, I mean, the the committee themselves, they they, they do um, live a little little high on the hog. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. So, you know, I mean, it's, and some of the it's people... It's hard to choose where <laughs> to have games. It's real. That's difficult. Right. So, I mean, they, they don't, you know, it, it's in the same vein as like FIFA, um, you know, not not exactly modest with the, the travel arrangements. Sure. Uh, but, you know, we should say about 90% of their revenues, like that does actually end up getting passed on to the Olympic organizing committees in the different countries. There's two five of them. Right. Uh, so that's a great opportunity. I, th- I think for those Olympic teams to pump some money into growing their athletic organizations and competing on a national or sorry, international scale. But when a place like Rio gets the Olympics or even Salt Lake, the infrastructure that you have to build to host the Olympics or like in Sochi, mm-hmm. you build that for two weeks. Right. And the money from the International Olympic Committee to that that jumpstarts that process, all that TV revenue doesn't like stay in Rio. Right. So like Rio has invested hugely to get ready for the games, and they've made some strides for their standards of clean water um, standards. And but man, like that that's a ton of infrastructure that's just not going to be used moving forward. Yeah, like it's yet another example of building sports facilities with public money is almost yeah. never a good investment. Yeah. So does Rio have to put that money up? Is that a Brazil thing or is that the IOC? The IOC doesn't have to put up money for the, to host the Olympics. No, it's a Brazil right? thing. The, yeah. host, the host city you know, buys their own infrastructure. So yeah, that's what the IOC is there. I mean, these guys who are high on the hog, as you say, I don't know 
the specifics of that, but they're essentially kingmakers every four two years. Like Rio, congratulations. You get to host the world. This is going to be great for your city. Right. It's going to cost you $2 billion. Right. And you know, if you've, if you've ever written a grant, um, you know, there's, there's a thing called uh, capacity, like, cause anyone can apply for a grant and say, we want to do this amazing thing and yeah. we can do it with your Albuquerque money. Albuquerque can yeah. totally host the Olympics. Right. <laughs> but uh, there's, you know, when you're evaluating whether or not to fund an organization, you know, typically foundations are, are going to look at your capacity. In other words, can you actually do what you're promising? Right. Um, and I think a lot of people looked at Rio and said they probably can't do that. Um, and, but, but we have this organization of basically like kingmakers, like you're saying, that they call the shots. Like, yay, they, Rio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically. And, and we don't necessarily know what uh, what they're they're basing their decisions on in Salt Lake City they're basing it on piles of cash right um, right 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 and let's talk about FIFA for a second so FIFA is much like the IOC in that they are a extra national body that has their hand in business and sports all over the world FIFA awarded the 2022 World Cup to Qatar. And Qatar, we haven't heard many stories about it lately, but when they were first investing in the stadium infrastructure, like we're talking about building all the stadiums from scratch. It's not like Qatar had a, had a professional league on the scale of Brazil who just hosted the world cup where you had eight different sites and you only had to build like two stadiums to host the world cup. Qatar is starting from scratch the Qatari people are largely not building these facilities. It's mm -hmm. largely migrant workers who were dying by the hundreds during the last World Cup in 2014. And then all the games are going to be played in on the Arabian Peninsula where temperatures are going to be like 130 degrees during the daytime. That might be a slight exaggeration. Let's say 115. Okay. <laughs> not a temperature where you want to be playing international football. Right. Um, so... Yeah, share the wealth, FIFA and IOC, to like bring these countries into the fold, and you might democratize through insane amounts of money. You might democratize the sport and share it with the Middle East, but there's no reason that Qatar should be hosting the World Cup, knowing what we know of how they're going to build it and what the athletes are going to be put through. It just doesn't make any sense. Um and, I, you know, and I really, I don't know how to, how to feel about it because. Like, I, should we be watching these things? Rio doesn't seem as like ethically wrong. Unless you're one of those scientists who signed that Zika thing. I doubt many people are going to have that cross their minds, unfortunately. Right. But like, what do we do? Do we, do we not watch the world cup in 2022? Do we not support Amer America and um, right. drink, drink our Budweiser America beer? Right. What do we do? I mean, you know, in all likelihood, like everything is probably going to go on and some people are going to get sick, um, but they'll probably be okay. And Rio has a slightly better sewage system. So, um, you know. It's a win-win-win. Is it just is it just the freak out before the big show that like always kind of happens? Yeah. Is it just you and me like blowhards on the internet getting pissed off at something? Um, you could argue – yeah, man, the Olympics have gone on in places where it shouldn't have gone on before, like get over it. But there's also 
a worldwide health epidemic to consider this time right. around. Is this is this how Twelve Monkeys actually starts with with the pandemic spreading from the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, thankfully Zika isn't lethal in its current yes. iteration. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if the scientists are saying like you mix it, you get a malaria Zika cocktail, and that'll really knock out some emerging world populations. So the strain that's in Brazil is apparently one of the scariest ones that's out there. So what if we do this? We build a bubble, we fumigate the city with a fumigating technique that doesn't kill humans. <laughs> and then we only send, because it doesn't, who cares who's going to these events, right? Like who's flying across the world unless they're like related to the athletes and journalists. So nobody goes except the athletes and we just watch it all on TV. And then what we do in the future, because our planet will be a mess and nowhere should host the Olympics, we can just build sports um, infrastructure on Mars or the moon, and that's where we'll host the Olympics. So, And then just the athletes will exist there. I think you've solved it. Thankfully. <laughs> so we just need this podcast to go viral, and all will be well in Rio 2016. Did you grow up watching the Olympics? Like if the Olympics didn't happen, would that impact your summer or your notion of what it means to be a sports fan? I mean, I like I remember watching the dream team and then whenever the Olympics is on, I will I do like check the highlights. And I, I like you like to check the medal count, you know. Yeah. Um, and like I, I typically will watch like you watch for like the Colorado skiers in the winter. Right. Um, but not not much more than that. What about you? I find that the Winter Olympics are much more interesting yeah, to me. Um, I'm not a big track and field guy, uh, especially if we're going to just watch people get eaten by mosquitoes this year. <laughs> um, ba international basketball is getting much more competitive, so that's interesting, but I still don't care enough about international basketball. Whereas Winter Olympics, you've got speed skating is awesome, um, International hockey is so much more interesting to me than international basketball. I don't know why that is. Um, Skeleton's insane. Yeah, exactly. Like the, <laughs> the luge, yeah. um, the bobsled, and then you've got um, all those skiing events where the slalom and then the freestyle stuff now. It's, it's all just, about the ice. Everything's faster in the Winter Olympics. Yeah, it might be actually. Yeah, because are you going to run or are you going to be on rails um, right. head first? down an ice chute. That's much more interesting, right? I agree. Um, and mosquitoes are less potent in the winter and at higher elevations. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, do we, do you, do you feel like you root like, uh, during the Olympics, like almost out of like a certain kind of patriotism? I think I would have when I was younger. Yeah. yeah. It would have been nice to see like Sampras win a gold medal, right. Rather than, um, one of his international competitors, but Ultimately, um, at this point in my life, I find that it's just so televised and it's just a TV product that, and I'm turned off by the TV, so I don't really engage in it too much. I'll definitely follow through my computer and read about it the day after, but I doubt there will be a moment where it's like, I got to go see this event, especially for the summer, right? Like, um, the steeplechase race is not something that I need to watch. Um, I think that a lot more countries win medals in the summer Olympics though. So that right. if you like underdogs, maybe you watch it for that reason. Um, there's a ton more events as well, I believe. 
but yeah, I mean, maybe this is the year to watch. Cause if you're going to be watching <laughs> sailors or like crew regattas, like go floating down past Copacabana, like drinking sewage, right. um, seeing how they can react to that, especially if there's like a race at the beginning of the two weeks. And then that culminates right. in like the end of two weeks and see where the teams still stand. It, that's just like me being an, an asshole, but maybe that's interesting. Well, I'm presuming that this is where the Zika toilet zombie apocalypse begins. It then. would be good to be, uh, say I was watching when. Right. <laughs> It'll all happen. The games will go on and it'll, you know, Brazil, Rio will be overrun by zombies three months later. How do you think, we haven't talked about this very much. How do you think the television ratings will be larger this year, smaller? I know you're not up on that kind of stuff of like how Sochi did or wherever they had them in 2012. But what do you think? Will people be paying attention? So the Summer Olympics, I did read this, they tend to actually make more money in terms of broadcast, like almost twice as much. Huh. And there, Well, there's a lot more events. Right. And you've also got more countries and probably a broader um, viewership as a result of that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to assume that uh, it, the games are going to go on um, and there's probably going to be some minor controversies over the stuff that we've dealt with, but it's... we're not even talking about like blood doping or any of that kind of stuff, steroid use. And, so, yeah, or it, the, like the, the greatest athletes on the planet all having sex with each other in the <laughs> Olympic village, which is apparently a, like they're bringing like super condoms for the Australian Olympians so that like you don't get Zika from your <laughs> competitors or compatriots. Can you buy this on pay-per-view? I don't think you can follow that. That would be okay. that would be a good website. Um, not to watch, just to like the medal count of certain athletes, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I guess that uh, I wonder if we could, we talked about this once for the Super Bowl, like how much money really gets put into the advertising end of it and like tracking that over the years. Uh-huh. I wonder if we could say something like this, that there will, over the course of two weeks, there will be more airtime of Coca-Cola advertising than there will be like cumulative race times, even with like 40 heats of like hundred meter sprints. I don't know why that sounds interesting to me, but. Well, yeah, the other thing, I mean, it's interesting actually, because I have to assume that um, like, yeah, I'm kind of turned off by the way they do the TV broadcast as well. You don't like Bob Costas and his pink eye? He's like, <laughs> Bob's like the only part I like. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's so easy to get it all on the internet. Right. That, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I uh, definitely wish the best to all the athletes and hope they don't get sick and um, hope very few of them wind up as zombies. Yeah. Don't drink the water. <laughs> exactly. Have fun in Rio. Um, we're also on Twitter at why we root and on Facebook. Um, so we will catch you next time. See you, Eric. Bye.